This episode is brought to you by JScreen. Help prevent cancer and genetic diseases in your family. JScreen now offers CancerGen, a state-of-the-art test that analyzes the BRCA genes and over 60 other cancer susceptibility genes. This test can be life-saving. And JScreen's ReproGen test screens for over 200 genetic diseases such as Tay-Sachs and cystic fibrosis. Genetic testing for reproductive risk can save your baby's life. Both tests are done confidentially from the comfort of your home on saliva and telehealth genetic counseling is included. Visit jscreen.org to request your screening kit and claim $50 off either of these tests, Reprogen or CancerGen, with the code JLP50 at checkout at jscreen.org. Offer expires 12 2021 and applies to those residing in the U.S. This episode is brought to you by Meet to Marry. If you're sick of attracting the wrong people, wasting time on dead-end relationships, and wondering how other areas of your life can be so great while your dating life is so, well, uh, disappointing, then it's time to try a radically new approach to call in the loving, lasting, healthy relationship of your dreams. Start doing that today by signing up for the free masterclass, the five powerful shifts to quit attracting the wrong men and finally summon your soulmate at meettomary.com forward slash Jewish love masterclass. That's meettomary.com forward slash Jewish love masterclass. Jewish Money Matters episode 203, Ask Yael. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Friday Ask Yael episode. How was everybody's week? I hope everybody had an amazing week, Friday, the 29th of October, the 23rd day of the month of Cheshvan. This Shabbat, I think we bless the new, yes, we bless the new month. Can you believe we're almost on Kislev? That means it's a month away from Hanukkah. Gosh. All right. I still have an English birthday coming up. So we got that. We got Hanukkah. So let the celebrations continue. I had a great week. I did a lot of interviews of past students of my group program, Jewish Money Makeover, and it was so inspiring and insightful. And I loved hearing their perspectives about what their pain point was before they joined the program. How is their particular problem related to money affecting their well-being and their relationships, what motivated them to enroll at that point in time in the program with me, the changes they experienced, what do they think differentiated this program from other programs they've done before or other people they've worked with. I'm telling you, it was just so fun. It was so amazing. And I'm so grateful for my students. And it was just a great way to just con- reconnect again after after a few months have, you know, have gone by. This was, you know, for a lot of them, we started working in 2020. Um, so that was amazing. Um, and Another fun part is that I wasn't only receiving, but during those sessions, we actually broke the session in two and one half was for them to share what I just told you about. And the second half, I was 
answering questions or giving them advice on something that is currently going on in their lives. Because, you know, like financial lives, you know, things keep coming up, right? And we keep going back. It's like I always say to my students, now we're the managers, right? And the manager now goes through the entire process of the success path. Like we go through the editor stage where we are really editing our money story. We go through the investigator stage. We go through all the design, the building. We go through all the stages because things are moving. Now, as a manager, we're always revisiting these things, right? So it was beyond wonderful. So that was a really great thing. We also had a great episode on Monday on marriage and money, um, on love and money, relationships and money. If you didn't catch that, that was with Joel Solomon and Molly Singh. Great episode. Also, I should say, you should definitely stay tuned. You will hear about it because, of course, you're listening to the show. But yes, the doors to my financial confidence and clarity program will be opening in the winter. The date is going to be January 2022. And of course, I'm sure you'll hear about it here. In the meantime, if you really think that this is you're raising your hand and saying, huh, I think I want to make sure that she has me on the list. And I, you know, if there's anything interesting coming up for the people who've raised their hand, I want to be one of those people on the receiving end. Just drop your name on the wait list. It's really good and important um, because it really tells me, okay, this person is committed. This person really wants to know. And I offer a lot of free things before we open the program that are, you know, really get you to make an informed decision and also to learn so much and have a true experience. So, you know, it's not one of those things like, okay, here we are. Like, we're just opening the doors. Come on in. No, I really make it an experience before that so that you really get a good taste. And so, you know, you learn a lot, you gain a lot from the from a free experience. So where do you drop your name? JewishLatinPrincess.com forward slash wait list. And of course, super, super exciting. You guys came through so nicely. New reviews came in this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So as promised, I will pick two reviewers today and share those with you. And those two people will win a 20 minute session with me. And if they, they want to get behind the mic, like I said, with me and share a part of their transformation, of their learning, their growth, that would be helpful to the audience. I, I love that idea because I, I want I want to I want to I want to be able to give other people a, a voice uh, or a space here behind the mic and also for you guys to hear from people that perhaps are not the, the authors or they're not the you know what I mean like they're just perhaps it's more relatable and you know I think it could be a very nice experience so if those two winners want they will also be given the opportunity to do that but before I do that before I announce the reviewers of the week I want to thank you again for the reviews and re-emphasize that this is the way that the show grows and gets in the hands of other women in fact the most helpful thing would be to even get the show again in the top 10 of its categories, something we have achieved in the past. I don't know how many of you have been here long enough to know that, but I think twice in the past, in the almost five years that this show has been in existence and production, we've been in the top 10 iTunes in its podcast in its category, which is no small feat. You know, obviously, I'd love for it to be like in the new and noteworthy and we can get there. But just being in the top 10 of the category is really, really helpful. And, you know, based on the feedback that I've been getting on how helpful this show is and how needed it is, I want to I want to ask again, I really want to ask again to please leave a review. If you have done it in the past, do it again. Why not? Maybe say something regarding a particular episode or something that you're currently appreciating about the show. And if you haven't, which I know it happens, you maybe you're one of those listeners who's 
been here for years and I get it. We're all busy. And, you know, we say, oh, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll get to it. And then and then we don't. Please take 30 seconds to do it. It really does take very, very little time. You just head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the icon of this show. And when you enter, you scroll down past the episodes and you keep scrolling until you see the ratings and review section. And that's where you will leave your review. So don't worry if you don't see it immediately, because there definitely is a delay from when you post until Apple post it. So if you post your review and you don't see it right away, don't think it didn't come through or something went wrong. Don't worry, there is definitely a d- delay of a couple, it even could take a couple days. Um, and I don't know why they do that. But that's the way it works. All right. So let me share with you who the winners of the raffle are. And again, these were randomly selected. We just uh, we do a random, what do you call it? A random number, one of those things on Google where you put the amount, the numbers and then you click a button and it gives you a number. All right. The first, actually, I was quite surprised. It was from a man. <laughs> so the first review is from Salomon Berezin. And he says, powerful voice to be recognized. Ever since I first connected with Yael on my podcast. Yes, I know Salomon. I've been on his show. Thank you, Salomon, for being here. I did not know you were a listener. I recognize and appreciated her presence and confidence, not just in talking finances, but in her journey and Jewish identity. She has been an inspiring model for me in infusing my strong Jewish core into my life. Additionally, as a holistic health coach building my own practice, the approach to finances has been very emotionally sound and comprehensive. Be'atzlacha to you and for lifting us into our rich lives. Thank you. That that is so great. Like, I mean, it's 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 beautiful. And and and. Yes, I so appreciate it coming from somebody in in his field. Um, if you never, if you didn't catch that episode, okay, I'll put it on the show notes. But I am, I was, I in fact was on his podcast probably around five or six months ago. So I want you to go check it out. But yes, Solomon, we can have a session together. You can even come on the show and share a little bit of what your own journey. I think that would be really, really nice for listeners. And then we have another reviewer. We have Robin Sarah Davina, and she said she left this on the 22nd. So I guess right when I made the announcement. Thank you. <laughs> she says, positive money conversations. Such a great podcast. So many religious women are afraid or in denial to address finances and leave it to the men, not realizing how important it is for a woman to learn finances. Yeah, Elle is a woman of valor spreading her Torah financial knowledge. Okay, that is so sweet. Like, seriously. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm, I, I, didn't, I don't even know what to say. I, I, I try to spread whatever little I know and I'm, 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 I'm growing with you. I definitely know um, based on my experience and based on, you know, having learned from so many of my guests and having been on, you know, in this growth journey on my own. Um, and I've learned so much from my students too. So thank you for that. And I will say it's not even like so many religious women. I, I don't think this is something particular to whatever your observance level is. I think this is something I, I have students. My, my my programs tend to be very eclectic, which is so unique and so fun. And I had a friend who once told me, because like, that's you. Like, if you look at who your closest friends are, we're all so diverse and so different. You're not like a, you know, you're not like a person who only hangs out with certain type of people. I was like, oh, you're right. Because I was like, I was like, wow, I've noticed that my class is always like, you know, this person's like covers her hair. This person doesn't, this person doesn't even keep Shabbos. This person's like this, and they all blend in such a beautiful way. So that's all to say that I think there's the, you know, 
gaining the financial confidence and the financial literacy and the financial clarity and all of that is something that we, it's across the board. And I think the closer we are to this era of more redemption of this era of Mashiach, of where the feminine energy definitely is it's dominating, right? Like, I'm not going to get all Kabbalistic on you, but but yes, um, it's definitely at the forefront. I think this is part of what's happening. And we are, the women are the one leading the way. And this is something that it needs to happen, right? If we're going to complete the job, if the redemption is going to come and we're finalize the mission of the Jewish people, women need to like change that area or rather transform that area of their lives. Again, always for the good, not in a, not in a way that we're antagonistic to the the male role or anything like that but there definitely has to be a step up in terms of our ownership and our confidence and our ability to communicate and also the what we're leaving what we're passing down to our children and like I've said so many times before the quality of the marriages that we're building the quality of the our own our own self-esteem our our own sense of confidence and then it go then it that trickles into again the marriage and that trickles into the children so there's something so important here that I I I just hope that you you can get it Uh, I hope that I hope that it's somehow starting to trickle in and it's somehow somehow starting to, you know, change you in, in little ways, which are really big ways. So anyway, thank you. That was a long winded way of saying thank you. But it's really I, I, I'm really moved and I'm happy that this is this is helpful. I'm happy that the show is helpful. Thank you to all of you who left a review. Of course, I will continue to pick a review every Friday and I'm off and I will be offering a 20 minute session with me, which, you know, it's always fun. I love getting to know my audience. So thank you to everybody. Reproductive genetic testing before marriage has been a widely accepted practice in our community for decades, and because of this, fewer babies have been born with genetic diseases. The process really works. I've done it, and so will my children one day, please God. But with the advances in modern technology, there is even more we could be doing, and JScreen is here to help. JScreen provides affordable at-home testing and genetic counseling via telehealth. Their testing panel consists of over 200 conditions and was carefully designed with the health of the Jewish community in mind. And did you know that Ashkenazi Jewish men and women face a 1 in 40 risk of carrying mutations in the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes? This is more than 10 times the risk in the general population. When a person knows they carry one of these mutations before they develop cancer, they can take advantage of available options for medical management and cancer risk reduction. This test saves lives. Whether kids are in your future or you want to know your risk of cancer, take control. Genetic testing saves lives. Go to jscreen.org today and claim $50 off testing with the code JLP50. That's jscreen.org, code JLP50. (music) 
Hey, are you sick and tired of attracting the wrong people, wasting time on dead-end relationships, and wondering how come other areas of your life can be so great while your dating life is so disappointing? Is this the year that you want all that to change? It's time to try a radically new approach. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is a definition of insanity, period. Sign up for the free masterclass, the five powerful shifts to quit attracting the wrong men, and finally summon your soulmate at meettomarry.com forward slash Jewish love masterclass. There you'll learn from Barry Lyman, founder of the Meet to Marry method, endorsed by author and educator Steve Covey as smart, principled, and engaging. Ready for change? Ready to finally find your soulmate? You know you are. Sign up for the free masterclass at meettomarry.com forward slash Jewish love masterclass. Now let's tackle your questions. Our first question is from Mayan about cash flow management. So she says the following. She says, yeah, Elle, as an entrepreneur, I've learned to love selling because I really believe in my offer. It's surprisingly easy to make money. What I've not yet mastered, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> is how to optimize cash flow. Everything about investing feels new and overwhelming. And I feel like I'm probably missing out on ways that I could actually be saving money as well. I hear you, Mayan. And oh my gosh, there's so much here. I definitely think there's a portion of this answer that needs to address the the newness and the overwhelm regarding investing. Um, which by the way, I simplify I have a workshop that I simplify. Uh, you know what, I'm going to offer a re- I'm going to offer that workshop to everybody again, the recording, because I just, this is not the first time that this has come up. And I just feel like I want to make sure that you guys get how to get in the stock market. Not, and, and, and not be completely overwhelmed by it. Like really, it's not that complicated. It's not that hard. And also not get tricked by people selling you things that you don't need and you and you don't need and you shouldn't be buying. So that's an aside for me to do. I'll get on it. I think it's timely. I think it's necessary because a lot of this, I'm overwhelmed. I'm scared. I'm hesitant. Mayan is not the first one to mention it. Um, it's been coming up a lot. So that's one thing, Mayan. I'm not going to fully address that part here because I think there's a bigger conversation to be had about the cash flow management situation. But do stay tuned. I'll probably send out an email um, about that investing workshop, which was amazing. Amazing. Okay. So first of all, this is a great place to be, right? Like, you know how to make money. You, you, it sounds like you understand that sales, sales is a wonderful thing, that it means that you're offering the world something that they want and they need. And so it's all going great for you in that way. The challenge now and the opportunity is okay now that i have a business that is generating revenue i'm so and i'm comfortable doing that and it's doing it beautifully like how do i make sure that i'm smart with that money how do i optimize that cash flow like you said so the first place to start actually it's similar to what i answered kaylee last week is a quote unquote audit. It's an investigation. Like, let's get the clarity. Let's get really comfortable with the numbers. How much is the business bringing in? Which again, it's likely to be variable. I'm not going to, you know, not acknowledge that. That's probably the reality. But 
Are we tracking it, right? Are we really tracking? And do we have a spreadsheet? Do we have QuickBooks? Or do we have somewhere other than just the PayPal account or the bank account where we're seeing, you know, somewhere where we're seeing the pattern of revenue or of the revenue or the income coming in month to month. Then we want to make sure that we have a broken down list. And by the way, I also would suggest that that is itemized if you have several products or services, right? Like I do, you know, I have sponsorships and I have speaking engagements and I have my program and I have my membership and I have some one-on-one clients, right? So because again, you always want to be able to then look at what what is really working here, you know? Um, but anyway, that's, that's an aside. So we want to then have a broken down list of what are my expenses. First, the things that need to happen for this business to stay operational, right? Do you have to pay hosting fee every year for your website? Do you have to pay your email service provider? Do you have to pay Zoom? Do you have to pay an assistant, which might be a variable um, cost, but if it's fixed, then of course it goes there. I mean, it all goes there, but um, it makes it a little bit easier. All the things, right? List it all out and whatever is variable, then, you know, based on the past, you come up with an estimated average. What do you pay on average, say, your assistant, whom if, 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 if it's if it's variable, right? Um, you just want to make sure that you're aware of what are the things that you need to be spending on to make sure that this business is functioning, right? Because what we're going for is really here, we're just investigating, getting it all organized so that we have an understanding and a clarity about the numbers. We're in the investigator phase, right? So that then we can make decisions about optimizing that money, right? So then I suggest that you decide how much you're going to be paying yourself. And it could be that this is a new and growing business. And it, so that it could be that you're not pulling a fixed amount of salary yet. It could be that you're not saying, okay, you know what? It looks like I'm just always going to withdraw $2,500, $5,000, $10,000, whatever the number is, you get to make those choices. But it might be that at the beginning, you don't yet have a full um, a, a, a fixed amount that you pull a salary, but rather what I suggest is you still treat it as a business. So how do we do that? You come up with a percentage amount that you will be pulling for yourself a salary that goes into your personal accounts, right? Because we want to maintain everything separate, business and personal. And then there's a percentage that will stay in the business as your operating expenses, your operations, right? So if we we determine that percentage, and again, you can later on play with these percentages, but we have to start somewhere, right? So let's say it's 50-50, right? Let's say of every revenue stream that comes in, every, I don't know what she's selling, but let's say you're selling coaching packages for $10,000. I'm coming up with the numbers, right? 50% goes to you. A salary, 50% always stays in the business. And now we're going to talk about what that looks like, right? So 5,000 and 5,000. Now, let's go a little deeper. Now that you have divided, what percentage of revenue will be yours as salary and what percentage will be the business? Then we still have to split things around. We have to create allocations, right? So in terms of your personal, you want to make sure that you have an account where your sub accounts, I'm a big believer in sub accounts. So if you're not banking with a bank that allows you to have free sub accounts, uh, it's time to change. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> make sure you have an account where you're sending 10% of what you pay yourself. That's your MISER account. Then you want to define maybe a savings goal or two, right? You want to have 
a vessel where you're collecting, you're you're putting the money every month for whatever that savings goal might be, that the the down payment for a home or a com- a upcoming bar mitzvah or whatever is happening in the n- immediate future or you're working towards in the immediate future. Now there's also a long-term bucket here, right? So there might be an account that could be a brokerage account that you could be sending money to that is more for the long-term, right? Or let's say you you qualify for a Roth IRA and you've opened a Roth IRA account and you, you know, the income that you're making and it, it works, you know, and so you, the minimum there is, let's say $6,000, it is $6,000 and you're setting aside the $6,000 that then will go into the Roth IRA account and get invested, right? Or maybe you're setting aside the first thousand because you need the first thousand in order to invest the money. Um, so that creating a system where the there's there's certain vessels to receive the money for different goals, different things that need to happen in your life that you want the money to do for you, right? Going back to what the, what am I financing here, right? So b- being proactive and being intentional about what I want my money to finance, right? So then there's a portion of that 50% that you've put for your personal, right? That will be just in checking, meaning in, you know, that's what you contribute to the household expenses of the family, right? So you take, let's say you take you made $10,000, you take 50, 50 you take 5,000, 5,000 stays in the business, 10% goes in the miser. Let's just say 10% goes to savings goal A, 10% goes to long-term savings, long-term investing B, and the rest goes into your checking account, right? That's one way of doing it. Or there could be many other subdivisions of that, okay? Now, in terms of the business, same. You want to have a separate account where you allocate for your taxes so that you make sure that you have for that. Talk to your accountant about that, right? Um, Then if you follow the profit first system, which I suggest you do, if you have never read this book, everybody, please go read it. It's Mike McCullough's book, Profit First. Um, And then you make sure you have a profit first account. I'm not going to go into that, but if you have further questions, ask me and we'll maybe cover another episode just on that. Um, And then there's another portion that stays for those expenses. So of the 50% of the $5,000 that you're keeping in the business, you're still separating some things, right? You're optimizing that money. You're not necessarily spending it all. You're creating certain parameters and certain disciplines so that you could be smart about your money, right? And so within certain parameters, that's what you're going to spend, right? And then certain par- certain things you're going to save for taxes, certain things you're going to save in terms of profit first, if you want to do that, right? But the first step, Mayan, and everybody is to look at the numbers. And then you make, you make, um, you decide on what percentages make sense for you to leave in the business, taking into account that you'll be setting aside some for the different things like taxes and possibly 10% for profit first, many, maybe. Um, and what percentage makes sense for you to pay yourself? And then you create those different sub accounts. And I think if you create a spreadsheet and the, you know, and like kind of map out the vessels, um, and you set out two times a month where you on the same day of the month, every month on the same two days of the month, you take care of the transfers, you'll be very happily surprised in terms of how much more organized and in control you will feel. Obviously, this is best done automated 
But again, automation can happen when we're getting a regular paycheck. So, so there's, so again, the automation is the ideal. Maybe we're not there yet, right? But we still then it still have the responsibility to get as close to that automation as we can. So it doesn't have to take more than an hour each time, by the way. And it's such an important investment in yourself and in your business, because it gives you clarity and intentionality. Now you, you're really seeing what's happening throughout the month, right? And you're really being intentional of how you spend your company's money based on the cash flow that is coming in that is, and that is staying in the business, right? Because not all of it is going to stay in the business, And that's important to create those parameters so that you're really operating this like a business and you're really basing your, your, your spending on the real cash that the money has to spend, right? So again, you're being intentional about where the revenue is going. You're making sure that it's helping you achieve your goals and you're treating the business like a business and you're allowing it to grow steadily without bleeding it to death constantly. And like this, you know, oh, revenue came in and I needed to pay groceries or I needed to pay for Rosh Hashanah. And so I'm just taking all of it. I'm taking the $10,000. I'm so, you know, no, we're building the parameters. We're building a system that has certain limits so that the business can exist and can help us achieve what we want. Okay. So, I mean, all of that, you know, obviously all of it presupposes that we have other income that helps us cover our basic expenses, you know, whether it be from our husband or from an opportunity fund that we're using to help us. Here's a great use of the opportunity fund that we talk about all the time, right? Start Starting a business, maybe that's, you know, good use of our savings, maybe. Okay. So, this all presupposes that we have some way to cover our basic needs as we grow this business to a place where we can take it from a, you know, from th- that we can take from it a full salary that covers our basic needs, our expenses and our savings goals, right? But in the meantime, we still want to create the structure for that to be happening, right? Uh, but again, we don't want to be bleeding it to death. So I know there was a lot here. Uh, but it really isn't a lot. I, I actually have a template spreadsheet that I recently shared in another mastermind that I was co-coaching in. So I'm happy to share this if you guys want to, really. So just let me know, Mayan or listeners, if you want that and we can make that happen. Our next question is from Raquel. Rachel, Raquel, maybe she's in Spanish. She, yeah, this question came in in Spanish. Okay, so she says, my son just moved out of the house. He's going to college and living in an apartment close to school and we will be paying the rent for that. He has access um, to us as he can come here to eat for Shabbat or whenever he wants. But now he can manage, you know, he's living outside of home. It seems like it's in the same city. He can manage his own food bill, transportation, etc. I want to wean him out of our credit card. I want him not to be using our credit card. Um, but ra- and rather, I want to give him an allowance um, and so that he can pay for his expenses. I'm going to deposit some money and I'm having trouble figuring out how much to give him. He also just got a job, which I'm so happy about, and he can use some of that money or all of it to cover some expenses. How do we make a decision on how much we give him? Okay, so this is great. This is great. Our kids are spreading their wings. We want to make sure that we kind of guide them. And I think this is great. So I'm happy that you're not giving him access to your credit card, but rather are putting him in a position where he has ownership and decision making power over his how he spends his money, right? And he learns to manage his own money and make conscious decisions. Again, the stakes are really lower 
really low at this age, at this point. He's probably 18, 18, 19, something like that, right? What happens is like with a credit card, the credit card definitely removes that consciousness that we want to have with our money, especially when somebody else is paying the credit card. That's even worse, right? There's totally no consciousness, no awareness, right? There's really no learning going on there's really no learning going to be happening if 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 your child's just putting things on your credit card um and and also we're just enabling them to later have some problems in adulthood in terms of like not really be able to make financial decisions on their own because they just haven't had enough practice they just don't haven't fine-tuned that muscle of how do I make a financial decision? What are my trade-offs, right? What do I really want? What is, how much money do I really have coming in and coming out, right? That cash flow, that familiarity with the cash flow that we often talk about, right? So how do we tackle this? In the same way that we would tackle making a budget or a plan for ourselves, we first have to track, right? And I think actually before that, it really takes a conversation with your son where you and your husband, if he if he's in the picture, you tell him, okay, we're so proud of you that you're now on your own and you have a job and we want to discuss with you how much you'll be getting from us each month because we really want to help you out and we're willing to do that. Um, you're not going to be on our credit card anymore, but we're willing to give you some money to help you cover your expenses and we're paying for your rent and we're willing to help with some additional expenses while you're in school. But in order for us to do that, and here's where the parameters come in, right? We have to make sure that we have a set amount that works with our finances, meaning yours and your husband's, and that also will be helpful to you. So we need you to make a list of what things you will be needing to spend on while in school. And hopefully there's been enough time, enough months to have a, for him to have an idea. Um, you know, does he need Ubers? Does he need dry cleaning? Does he need food money? And he could ho- hopefully already from past experience, give you numbers, right? And then that comes so that you could come up with a total number. If he has no idea, then you ask him to spend the next two to four weeks tracking how he spends his money. And but you you do set a due date, you still require that the this plan or this budget come to you itemized by category by a certain date. And again, it doesn't have to be sophisticated. It doesn't have to be a spreadsheet. Even if it's pen and paper, that's fine. Okay. This is, we're not striving for perfection. We're getting people, we're getting our kid familiar with this idea. It doesn't, you know, a paper and pen is absolutely fine. Okay. But you want to get it by a certain date, right? That then you will sit again together. And of course, together, you're going to look at it and say, okay, wait, are you sure this is enough? Because you didn't add groceries and you didn't add dry cleaning do you really think you're never going to do dry cleaning or you know what I mean like you didn't add anything for entertainment sometimes like with our children like they haven't had enough experience to to even understand that there will be expenses that you know will come up right and that's part of the education and this is why this is all a conversation that's an important conversation right so also I suggest that in those conversations you get super clear about how much his job is going to be bringing in, right? We need to know that money because again, now he's going to be working with certain quote unquote income, the income from his job and the income from you, right? And that's how he's now, how is, is that going to cover what his life is going to cost him, right? So you want to make sure you know how much he's getting in from his job and when is he getting paid? Is he getting paid once a month, 
twice a month, etc. Right? Again, it's all cash flow management. You because you're also be going to be making decisions about when do you put that money into his account? Are you going to do it once a month, twice a month, right? All of this, these things need to be discussed. Based on all that information, you'll all come up with a number that you're comfortable with, a number that hopefully you can afford and it still allows him to make his own decisions. And I mean, you can all decide, you can decide, do you want to fund his entire lifestyle and then tell him to save his salary from his job? Or do you want to fund only part of his lifestyle and have him make decisions on how to fund the rest and make his own decisions in terms of savings? Those are things that are really up to you, right? The most important thing is to start talking about them and the the transparency and the communication, right? So do you want to use these two conversations to talk about MICER, tithing and savings, right? These are important things to bring up in these conversations. And I think you'll be happily surprised by your child's reaction. You know, he's a young adult already. Um, but in general, w- w- that kid, you know, kids need us to take a leadership role, right? Um, not in an authoritative way, but actually in a way like I trust you. I know now you have you have the ability to make these choices. And I think and I want you to make these choices for yourself. Um, so the the leadership in terms of being open, transparent, establishing the boundaries, establishing what the limits will be, um, making this kind of like a normal thing, showing them how you do it, um, not in a preachy way, but in a modeling way, right? Like if we talk about savings and miser, show them, show them how you put your miser in a separate account, let's say, or how you allocate for certain savings goals, right? So all of this happens in conversation. And I think I think you're, you're you're good. You're off to the races. So go talk to him. Go um, ask for that, you know, kind of plan that I, that budget. Then go back and discuss with it, and then you'll make you'll make decisions together. But you you're gonna be here, the leader, and not in an authoritative way, as I said before. But setting the parameters and then al- and, and making sure that you're conveying that he now will have the decision-making ability of, you know, what he does with that money. All right. So good luck with that. And that's a wrap, my friends. Actually, two questions. I think more questions came in after we, after we'd already recorded. So hang on tight. We'll cover them next week. Thank you, Raquel. Thank you, Mayan. And thanks all of you. Congratulations to the winners of the raffle this week for those wonderful reviews. Congratulations. Everybody else who left a review. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. Let's Let's make Jewish Money Matters hit the top 10 in its category on Apple Podcasts. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? We could do this. <laughs> and we have some great guests coming up next week. The lovely Hani Wolchanski is going to be here. You don't want to miss that. Don't forget to light your Shabbos candles on or before the time on your Jewish calendar tonight. Have a Shabbat Shalom, and I'll see you here next week.